Hi, my name is Chris Segura, and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Mike Walker. Mike, you want to introduce yourself? Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. um, so my name is Mike Walker. I'm in the Applied Innovation Group. And what we do is we do some interesting things with our customers where we help our, more on the business side, help them understand how to use all these great emerging technologies. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, blockchain is the most hyped technology on the planet. So that comes up in discussion mm -hmm. quite a bit, yep. right? Um, so really, I help organizations soul search really where they want to go with these technologies and move past the mm -hmm. hype and focus on real business outcomes with these technologies. Awesome. So in your discussions, I imagine there's kind of sort of common patterns that come up over and over, right? Um, can you sort of help us sort of, what are the patterns you see for maybe in the past, maybe in the future? What, what's common for you guys? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so since this technology is so hyped, um, there's a lot of misconceptions. And so some of the major trends, and I keep it simple for our discussion today, yeah. but there's really three core trends that, that I see in the marketplace. Uh, first and foremost is there is a general fatigue around these technologies and CXOs, whether it be a CIO. Fatigue in terms of too many acronyms, too much hype, not enough deliver delivery. It's more the latter, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, there's with, with our world, there's always going to be, you know, uh, acronym soup. Uh, however, uh, really it's about, we see all this POC activity, sure. but not a whole yep. lot of delivery mm -hmm. of real solutions. Yep. And so, you know, really, you know, how I like to look at this is practical blockchain implementations. And that's oh. really kind of mm -hmm. the, the core first trend is companies are quickly shifting to, okay, yeah, I got to get that M MVP out. But with that MVP, is that MVP leading to something that's going to solve a legitimate mm -hmm. business problem and not yeah. just solve the problem of, yes, this technology is legitimate. Yes. We're past yeah, that yeah. point mm -hmm. now. And, you know, if we believe our analyst friends, you know, whether it be Forrester or Gartner, you know, we're moving in, you know, past hype cycles and all that great stuff. So now it's about producing real results. And so that's the first key trend that I see is, you know, moving past the POC and getting practical. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Second, it's realizing that when we start to talk about these technologies practically, um, now we start to talk in terms of solutions and realizing that with blockchain solutions, blockchain is actually a small percentage of the overall solution. Mm -hmm. It's a critical component of the solution. However, it may only be 10 or 20 percent of yeah. the overall solution. I, I think in, in this show, we've always said blockchain is really a technology. It's not a solution, right? It's yeah. a component of a solution, but it by itself, a ledger doesn't do anything. You have to connect it to other things to gain value, to gain insights. Right? And so what we see is kind of the second major trend is really convergence. So it's convergence of three emerging technologies to build compelling solutions. And those three are blockchain, providing a foundational data service capability that allows us to move past traditional databases that were built for companies. Mm -hmm. They weren't built for ecosystems. Yep. They weren't built for peer-to-peer yeah. -peer data sharing, right? Um, they weren't also built for mastering data, at least very well without having a whole separate stack and solution. And so blockchain is a really great way of doing that. But also in today's world, we see a lot uh, in the news, uh, our governments and regulations around things like data sovereignty and data privacy. Mm -hmm. And those are key capabilities baked into blockchain that we should talk more about when we're talking with our business partners. So it's blockchain providing those capabilities, but also what, what are companies trying to do today? They're trying to digitize. They're trying to move from the analog to the digital. 
And so IoT starts to come into the picture as the bridge into those worlds linking into blockchain to master that data, provide auditability and traceability, etc. And then the third leg of that stool is putting intelligence around all of that sure. and understanding that we live in a world where, you know, this year Gartner says there's going to be 20 billion IoT sensors out in the wild. Well, all these sensors are talking to each other. It doesn't matter who it's made from, uh, when it's talking to it, everything's talking to everything else, and there needs to be intelligence wrapped around that. So we see as a second key trend is really the convergence of those three technologies because there is a lot of serendipity between all those technologies and working well together. So how do you see, like, for example, so I have IoT data, gen or I have IoT devices generating data about their environment around them. Yeah. You have AI and ML sort of gaining intelligence delivering knowledge from that data. Where does blockchain sort of wrap these two together? Or is it on top? Is it around? How do these two work together? So the, the cool thing here is um, one of the key challenges with AI, we'll talk about AI for a second, then we'll move into IoT. With AI, um, it's one of these things, garbage in, garbage out, Yep. right? And so if I don't have good, trustworthy data, I'm not gonna have really good intelligence, mm -hmm. right? Or I'll have misleading and biased intelligence. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so where blockchain comes in is it can master that IoT data, it can master other sources, um, data that's hand entered, scanned, whatever it may be. Uh, and so that's one of the key benefits that blockchain is gonna bring back to AI. For IoT, it's about the tracking and trust, right? So if I'm in a scenario where I'm in a highly regulated uh, world, let's say I'm, I wanna prevent an E. coli outbreak, right? Uh, yes, I've got IoT sensors on the lettuce. Uh, is it the right IoT sensor? Did someone do something fraudulent? Uh, was there a man in the middle attack? You know, can I have a digital signature that essentially can attest that yes, authoritatively, this was the device you know, uh, yep. that had sent this particular data to that blockchain yep. and it's immutable, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Now we bring all that together and we see real, real world solutions where we've got a, a factory floor and we've got issues where people are retiring. And so you've got new folks coming in uh, that don't have the institutional knowledge of the past 30, 40 years, uh, but also we're shifting from paper to digital. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got a, conf a, a convergence of all these different factors and where these three technologies are going to be able to help me in a very tangible way is I've got IoT that's able to say mm -hmm. of these devices and how I should interact, I've got maybe a uh, um, augmented reality or virtual reality or mixed reality that's intersecting with those IoT sensors uh, that's able to provide that mixed reality scenario with blockchain to say, yes, this is true authoritative data, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And then I've got AI ML that's automating the repetitive tasks for me where yeah. I don't necessarily have to do this. So you can kind of see in these scenarios where it's very, very complementary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do talk about that quite often in our presentations, when we meet with customers, when we're at trade shows. In fact, we do the supply chain scenario quite often because it is a good sort of convergence of all three technologies, the IoT data, taking information about my ice cream, taking information about my lettuce, AI gaining intelligence from that, and the blockchain data sort of providing that trust but verify layer, right? Yeah. Like, you gave me this data, great, we can always come back regardless of how long it's been and come back and say, this was the data we had, we satisfied conditions of our smart contract, we yeah. satisfied other data, we move on, this is how we do business together. And in my mind, it's really the codification of our business process that 
blockchain is really sort of helping sort of put these two technologies together. I think it's great. And, and here's another thing that uh, oftentimes we don't think about is data quality. Yeah. How much time do we spend with integration and cleaning up our data yeah. in a reactive mm -hmm. way? Blockchain gets in front of all that. Essentially what we're doing is we have that smart contract. As soon as you put data into that blockchain, it is validated, it's, it's purified. Yep. So all True. those back-end mm -hmm. reconciliation processes that we have, whether it be in our finance organizations or in other areas in our organization, those start to go on the endangered species list, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Just naturally by using these technologies together. Very cool. Now the third key trend, uh, and we've alluded to it with the other two, is uh, all around digital ecosystems. Uh, sometimes it's referred to as uh, blockchain consortiums. Um, that's a tricky word. Um, you know, when when I talk with you know CXOs and we we mention the word blockchain consortiums, there's some things that come up in their mm -hmm. mind that consortium has prior art in the legal industry. It means certain things, and we don't necessarily mean that when we're no, talking about blockchain. No, we don't at all. Yep. So mm -hmm. we have to be very careful. But also, I think it does dis, dis, a disservice to blockchain and what we're trying to accomplish. So that's why I've been using the word more ecosystem. And you'll see, um, you know, Gartner calls them business ecosystems. Uh, I call them digital ecosystems because that's really what we're doing. Is yep. we, we haven't we already have ecosystems today, but largely they're analog and they're prone with all sorts of manual processes. And really what we're trying to do is we're trying to digitize. So, so oftentimes internally when we refer to ecosystem, we, we mean actually something different. Often we use that to refer as partners. When yeah. you're using ecosystems, you kind of mean a little bit of everything, right? Partners, absolutely, customers, people that are doing some sort of business together, yes. right? In various ways. We're transacting together yes. for an outcome. That's a good, yep. And it could be a partner. It could be a device, mm -hmm. right? It could be lots of different things. Yep. Um, and knowing that uh, we are in a world uh, which is, you know, uh, I'll go to kind of the business school definition. Uh, we, we, we see multi-sided businesses where the days of a buyer-seller relationship, those days are gone. Mm -hmm. It is much more complicated yeah. where it's buyer-seller, data aggregator, that gets sold to uh, an end user, that end user then is able to monetize that. And you can kind of see how the spider webs out. Yeah. And so the traditional binary relationships start to go away. And that's why it's so important to, to kind of call it what it is, which is we live in these ecosystems and we build a business model around these ecosystems. And so with this third trend around digital ecosystems, um, the, the, the actual trend is understanding that one, there are, uh, digital ecosystems. Two, not all digital ecosystems are the same. And we should create these ecosystems that are fit for purpose. And so you've got three major types. You've got a founder-led model, which is really all about saying, I've got one company that's going to create a permission blockchain, and they're going to control it end-to-end. -end. Mm -hmm. And it may be from a competitive perspective they want to do that, or it might be a regulatory perspective. Mm -hmm. Give you a great example. Uh, I was in Tel Aviv about nine months ago and i'm sitting down with the cto uh for the city and we're talking about their blockchain implementation for the lights and you know the street lights street lights yep. you know the electricity yep. and all that great stuff and uh, i said so you know so it's permissioned it's private etc cetera, etc cetera. you know so tell me you know will it always be that way well, of course why would we uh, we're saving a bunch of money. This just makes sense. We don't need these other requirements, so we're not going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's fine for some scenarios. 
And maybe it's a part of your journey as well. Maybe it's the first evolutionary step to mm -hmm. prove an idea. But also we see other models like a partnership driven model where you've got uh, two major organizations that jo join a, uh, essentially a joint venture and do it together. Um, the governance and the architecture looks different there. And then you've got kind of true quote unquote consortiums uh, that are more industry driven. In the industry driven ones, we actually see the smallest percentage, believe it or not, in this blockchain world in that category. And the reason why is it's hard. I was just gonna ask that, yep. And it's hard enough to get your business executives, yeah. your lawyers, your risk management people, your information security people all to agree. Now imagine timesing that by 10 or 50. Is this a, a point in time limitation, meaning the industry is just young, it's growing, this will solve over time? Is it a technology problem? What, what, what? I think it's all of the above. Yeah. And I think it's one, um, a lot of it's, hey, we're just not ready. Mm -hmm. And with lots of big organizations, they want to mitigate as much risk sure. as possible. Yeah. And so they're like, if someone's willing to try this and incubate this for a little while, we're going to let them do that and then we'll kind of get involved, number one. So that could be a scenario. Two, technology-wise, it's tricky. Blockchain is still evolving is. as a technology. Mm -hmm. And we still have issues around uh, cross-cloud, cross-ledger, oh, yeah. you know, compatibility. Yep. We talked earlier about tokens and the compatibility there. So we've got lots of technical challenges. They're overcomable, but they're hard. Mm -hmm. And it requires a lot of deliberate uh, architectural work to, to uh, address those. But I think third and most importantly is the commercial model around these. Yeah. And so... Um, Oftentimes, what these blockchain ecosystems require is a level of cooper uh, uh, cooperation from their competitors. And as you know, until capitalism dies, it's really hard to, to tell your shareholders in a very legitimate way, right? It's very hard to say, hey, we're going to erode our margins because we want to play well with our competitors. Mm -hmm. That doesn't fly oftentimes. So we got to be very uh, realistic and very practical here that... We are, you know, trying to monetize these services. There will be things where working together outweighs some of these factors. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we are very much living in a world where companies are competing. And so we have to be aware of that. And so with these digital ecosystems, what you'll find is it's not as clear cut as kind of one blockchain to rule them all. We actually see layers yep. or a chain of chain type of architecture where you might have for a business process, let's say in insurance, you've got the risk stream alliance, which takes a small subset of claims data from all the insurance company and puts it on a blockchain. Well, the special sauce, so that's only like five to 10 data fields as an example. The hundred data fields of all the uh, transactional history and all that is actually kept by the insurance companies and they've got their own blockchain implementations mm -hmm. and they're linked together for making sure that we're all using the right data. However, they're doing interesting things behind the scenes in their organization. So it's not as simple as, hey, we've got one style, but there will be multiple styles that will be linking together across these ecosystems. And I think a great sort of highlight to, to the point you're making there is when you're talking about sort of the digitization of your business, the digitization of your business process, you look at something like a supply chain, which might start off very simple. I sell parts to you, you build them into something bigger, better, more interesting. That process though, in reality, we do business together, maybe we cooperate, maybe we compete together, who knows? But then eventually that same thing that gets you built gets shipped to somebody else. And there may be insurance on that because it may be a high value asset. So now you have another business process that comes in another partner, another sort of 
a consortium member, if you yep. will, right? So I think these are sort of really super interesting discussions around how does business, how does technology, how does the industry grow? Um, and it's great insight to see where we're at now in 2020. It's still pretty young, right? We're still yes. sort of the beginning of this journey. And I would say this isn't exclusive to blockchain. Yeah. This is the whole notion of digitizing my enterprise. We're still very young on that transformation journey sure. all up. Mm -hmm. And so we've got the business models and how to think about this evolving. we got the technology evolving. We've got a workforce where we've got an influx of, of new talent coming into the workforce. We've got an aging population that's working longer. So there's all these factors that are making a really, really interesting time to be working through these, these particular issues. And to your supply chain um, uh, comment, you know, I'm working uh, uh, right now with, and there's a case study about this on Microsoft.com with uh, GE Aviation. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I've been working very closely with their executives, and I was actually very, very surprised to find out for just their kind of core aviation supply chain, there's 21,000 independent data points. Yeah. It, this is complex. Yes, that's a fascinating application too. If, if you haven't, I highly recommend you look up that case study because it is fascinating application. Great example of both the benefits of this technology and some of the reasons people are looking at it to solve problems that they haven't been able to solve prior. Um, Mike, thank you for joining us. It's been a fantastic discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah, great. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, again, for um, more discussions around the business side, more discussions on the technology side, uh, continue to watch us on Channel 9 at the Blog Talk Show uh, or follow us on Twitter at MSFT Blockchain. Thanks a lot.